Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Friday's During the Noon Report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues. At the state capitals, they are, as always, Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Michael, we'll begin with you this week. Politico has the Oz Fetterman Senate contest within two points now, within the margin of error. Hard to get any closer than that. Of course, that big debate is coming up on Tuesday night, and uh, it has taken on added significance given the health concerns of John Fetterman. How much do you think that hour-long exchange will move the needle this late in the contest? Well, I think it has a chance to. I mean, I think the tightening of the race has to do with the NBC News uh, story that came out last week with the interview with John Fetterman, where he needed an electronic assistance, a, a closed captioning type of device to even understand the questions he was being asked. So people will be wondering how John Fetterman will perform in the debate in that situation where he has to answer questions on the fly. Now, next Tuesday night, Jason, is also the one and only uh, debate between Governor Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin. And I'm telling you, man, this race is tightening up by the day as well. The polls are all over the map on this contest. You know, Quinnipiac has Hochul up for Siena, has Hochul up 11. Maris has something different. How come there's such a difference between the polls this late in the game? I think it's extremely difficult to get accurate polling anymore. Uh, people have moved to cell phones. There is a reticence to answer questions. Some of the difference that you're seeing in the polls is that the polls weight the state differently. Perhaps they're anticipating uh, maybe there'll be more from New York City or perhaps more from the suburbs coming out. So the polls are almost meaningless at this point. It's going to come down to turnout. If people would like to see something different in this state that we currently have, then they just need to turn out and vote on Tuesday, November 8th or participate in early voting. One quick follow-up. The Quinnipiac poll, when they asked voters their biggest concern, it wasn't the economy, it was crime. Does that surprise you? It doesn't. It's been something that we are seeing across the state. I think it's become a very real thing for many people. They're seeing it not just in large cities, but uh, there's been increased crime in even rural counties and places that people are responding to. It's certainly driving where they're at. And frankly, the gun control legislation that uh, Governor Hochul pushed for in special session is only restricting lawful gun owners. And I think that's going to have an impact on uh, what people think when they go to vote in November. I know you're part of that litigation as well. There's litigation in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania regarding these mail-in ballots, the undated ones. Secretary of State says, we don't care what the Supreme Court says, we're still going to count them, Michael. This is so huge because the importance, as Jason alluded to, the importance of early voting, that's such a factor now into who may control Congress next year. Are we right to assume then that the ballots that are not properly dated are going to count in all 67 Pennsylvania counties? Well, that's what the, the uh, Secretary of State, the Acting Secretary of State here in Pennsylvania says, in spite of 
that uh, U.S. Supreme Court ruling that threw out the undated ballots in a Lehigh County race. The law is pretty clear. You don't count those ballots. So it raises questions about, uh, you know, how this election is going to go. But uh, we are continuing to encourage people to turn out and vote just as Jason did. Yeah. Uh, abortion or inflation, what will drive voters to the polls more? Uh, Jason and, and a lot of Democrats are betting on abortion. Governor Hochul invoking the almighty uh, when it comes to this debate in church of all places. Church in Buffalo suggesting that God is on the side of the pro-choice movement. Vice President Harris made similar comments trying to justify abortion and using scripture to back it up. You're a pastor as well as a pundit, Jason. How ambiguous is scripture when it comes to the abortion issue? I don't think the scripture is ambiguous. I think it's very clear that life begins in the womb. In fact, I believe it begins the moment of conception. You have this occurrence where you see politicians now wrapping pro-abortion language in religious terms. It is showing how important it is that Christians turn out and vote. Uh, Speaking of the pro-life debate, Michael, there was another case of the FBI, the Department of Justice, charging a pro-lifer in your state. This guy kind of interesting, an atheist leftist as far left on the political spectrum you can get, but fervently pro-life, now facing charges in Pittsburgh. Uh, This is not the first time we've seen this movie, Michael. We all remember the Christian dad arrested in the Philly suburbs. What's going on here in Pennsylvania? Well, it's not just Pennsylvania, it's national, but it's, uh, you know, now a second uh, situation with this Herb Garrity from uh, a group called Rehumanize International. He's an atheist and very leftist person, but very pro-life. And Herb has been uh, contacted by the Department of Justice impending arrest charges being filed related to a pro-life sit-in at a clinic in Washington, D.C., an abortion facility. This is just uh, going after those who stand for the pro-life movement. It's a persecution of political opponents by the Biden Department of Justice. Quick follow-up. Is this an abuse of the FACE Act, which has been around for a long time, but is seldom used, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act? It absolutely is an abuse of, of that, and that law is from back in 1994, seldom used, but now is being pulled out as a weapon against political opponents here in uh, in 2022 by the Biden administration. Jason, we mentioned that Quinnipiac poll, when asked what the top concern of New York voters was, they said crime. And on your website this week, you're making the argument that the shooting death this summer of this Rochester police officer, which made national news, can be directly blamed on New York's legalization of marijuana. Connect those dots, if you would. Yeah, what happened in New York is, uh, in their haste to move pro-marijuana legislation, the state of New York actually legalized the use and possession of marijuana, but there's no market that yet exists to legally sell it. That allowed gangs to come into places like Rochester, where you have the Bloods and the Crips that have now moved into the city of Rochester. They're fighting over a turf war over $180,000 a month in marijuana sales. The city smells like weed, and now we're seeing deaths on the streets related to weed. It is the state policy that has led to not only the death of this officer, Mazurkowitz, but also multiple other deaths in that city. It is a result of bad policies that can be rejected on November 8th. Well, on a lighter note, Michael, this is a big weekend for you. Your yearly Friends of the Family Banquet is coming up shortly in Hershey, and you have got a heavy hitter on deck this week. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, 
guy that many people predict may decide to run for president. Who knows? Still a ways off. But for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with what this is, um, I've had the privilege to attend that banquet several times. Uh, why do you put this on every year? Basically, it's uh, for twofold reason. One, to introduce folks who've not heard about the work of the Pennsylvania Family Institute or don't know much about it, to give them a, a sense of what supporting and partnering with our organization can accomplish in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for religious liberty, sanctity of life, marriage and family, and school choice. And then for those who do support us, it's an opportunity for us to say thanks to them. So we've got almost 1,400 folks coming, and we're excited about it and looking forward to uh, this Saturday. And Jason, you know, we mentioned your pastor in October is Pastor Appreciation Month. It's kind of sad you only get one month. Church leaders are under so much pressure these days, whether it's COVID or whatever. Church has done so much differently because of a lot of things, and I'm sure all this politics isn't helping in trying to stay above the fray at church. So tough to do. What's your advice to pastors? Because I know a lot of them probably are struggling right now. How to navigate this tumultuous election season while being salt and light in a post-Christian world? Well, you know, I think when pastors stick to what the Scripture speaks and addresses the issues from a biblical perspective, I think it's hard for people to be able to push back against those pastors. The pastor could just look to God's Word. That's ultimately what he is responsible for doing anyways. So when it comes to the sanctity of human life or parental rights or marriage, uh, human sexuality, those are things the Bible speaks very clearly towards. And those are not political issues. They're moral issues. They're what God's Word speaks to. And frankly, if people are going to have a problem with the biblical perspective, on those issues, well, maybe that church isn't the right fit for them anyways, in the sense that they're not really abiding by what the Scripture teaches. The pastor is faithful to proclaim God's Word. If he can go from that position, and he is before an audience of one, doesn't have to worry about all the others that may be criticizing his particular preaching on those topics. All right, and all the congregation said amen. Hey, guys, we are less than three weeks to go, and you have voter guides out where folks can learn more about where the candidates stand on the issues. Be and informed voter this election year. Michael, where can folks find more about the voter guides in your state? PAFamily.org. And in New York State, Jason? AlbanyUpdate.com. 